One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved mysteries and cocktails and puts them together for your pleasure. I was about to look left to a camera that did not exist. Oh, yeah. With me, as always, is the fantastic... I'm Masood Miles. With me, as always, is the fantastic Suze Kempner. Good morning. And the amazing Chris Stokes. Good morning. And I am Masood, as I said before. How are we, guys? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, well, if you have just joined us, we are, uh, well, I guess we're sort of, I'm going to say wading, because this is a very long series, wading mm. through uh, Longer than geopolitics, uh, espionage, and geopolitics. And we did offer to bail out a few times. We did, and everyone's like, no, stay the course. They love this. <laughs> Somebody emailed to say that they're actually learning a lot from this series, which, that which is... is uh, I mean, like, I think maybe, yeah, we're about entry level. About what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sort of like, wow, what are, I mean, woof, I wouldn't have trusted you le- us as teachers. They're learning about, they're probably learning a lot about us. I was going to say, yeah, that's what they're learning about I us. think a lot of I mean, people found they've... out, um, a lot of people found out about Magnus Hirschfeld and Dora Richter from Oh, this, yes. Yeah, from including us. me. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including us. Uh, yeah, we all learned together, uh, which I thought was very lovely. <laughs> P.S. Um, if you're on our Patreon, you can see this. We yes. put the videos on Patreon, so you should join our Patreon, patreon.com slash rocks, and then you'll be able to see that Chris has had a haircut. Yes. I have had a haircut. Uh, yes, what are we drinking? Uh, so I had, th- but this was a mocktail I made mm. with uh, uh, soda water and then uh, maraschino syrup and Ooh. apple cider vinegar that's got a hint of blueberry and pomegranate. That sounds Ooh. really nice. Well, it had the kick of like a, a boozy thing, but then it was the, none of the alcohol. It was it was oh. very quite summery as well. That, mm-hmm. quite, that sounds quite nice. I don't know what to call it. Um, Glass of feel, vinegar. The feel good hit of the summer. Oh. <laughs> the feel good shit of the summer. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> keeping uh, you regular. Keep yeah, keeping you regular. I like that. <laughs> Um, or something with berries. You could do it like a berry. So, or something with berries. Or something, something with berries. You could do it like that. What, um, what aren't you drinking, Suze? Uh, well, I, I have a uh, just uh, I've the end of a migraine. So what I am drinking is that sounds like a fantastic drink. End of a migraine. Why? Well, well, yeah, I'll call it the end of a migraine. Uh, I've on my second dose of uh, codeine with ibuprofen and paracetamol, and it is on the way out now. So oh, that's good. I'm I coherent. Imagine... You hold your hold your hand up like that, and then we like do a little like dotted outline of a of a cocktail glass. Yeah, and water. And water. Ooh. Yeah. Yum, take yum. two codeine. That's three two ibuprofen. It's technically a cocktail. It's technically a cocktail. Mm. Yeah. Two in, ibuprofen, two codeine, two paracetamol, and water. In a uh, in a trashy cocktail bar, they'd probably put they'd make it so they have like a syringe that would be in there as well. <laughs> For you to inject glass. the water. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Sus Kemner just lost an eye. Like, it's why did you leave the needle? Needle in it. <laughs> oh, uh, right, uh, the then they they they'd crush up the uh, ibuprofen and have it as the rim on the glass. Oh, oh <laughs> I turn to camera and say, "Well, this didn't cure my headache." <laughs> like a snarky appliance from the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> like you oh. got it bad. You're a pilot. <laughs> that is the worst job. Isn't there some? Isn't there some uh, fan theory where the Flintstones is set hundreds of years into the future after yes. the apocalypse? And yes, that's and they have all, like modern technology. Yeah, isn't it? That they, all the creatures um, are horrifically I it mutated. The, it was a class thing, wasn't it? That, yes. Uh, on the ground, it's the Flintstones, but it's the Jetsons that live in the in the clouds. <laughs> in the clouds, yeah. <laughs> So like, it's like good, very much, very, very much like Fifth Element. Like down there, it's just devastating. Oh, it's just yes, it's absolute. The, yeah, the proper plebs live. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted that uh, that this, the Flintstones really changes its. You change. You really change your perspective on it when you realise that um, Fred and Wilma are probably teenagers. <laughs> oh God! Oh. <laughs> What are you drinking, Masood? Oh, I am drinking, uh, of course, not a play against type. Masood's boozing. I, I definitely am boozing uh, this, this <laughs> morning. Uh, I've got myself a daiquiri. I thought it's, it's a nice hot day. <gasps> that is a Get great a little, a little drink daiquiri. for a summer day. We've got rum, uh, simple syrup, and uh, lime juice in that. Super simple, but very effective. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm feeling that one. I'm going to have to have some snacks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. What have you got for us today, Chris? It's the assassination of Herbert Chitepo. Whoa. Or Chitepo. Herbert uh, Chipetto. I mean, no, no, I heard Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're in the 70s now, by the way. Yes. Mid-70s. Mid-70s. Uh, Herbert Chitepo was the uh, leader of the Zimbabwe African National Union. Mm-hmm. He was succeeded by uh, an upstart called Robert Mugabe. Oh, I think I've heard of that guy. This, I think this guy could feature... Yes, he's got he's in got history a in the future. <laughs> it's, don't tell me he's dead. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> not not Muggsy. When did he die? Uh, recently, I think, wasn't it? Because he, he was recent. He, he was yeah. deposed in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. See, this is the thing. Like th- that guy was in his nineties. He got deposed, and then he was like, well. Guess I've got nothing to live for now. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. Do you remember when he got deposed? Yeah, but like it—it it was almost as if like, oh well, he—he he was crumbling to nothing anyway. Yeah, yeah it was—it was very anticlimactic. I thought because yeah. he, he clung on to power for so long that when it finally happened, it was like, <gasps> oh. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of like if it had happened 20 years beforehand, it may have made a lot more different there. Well, uh, when I say he was the leader of the Zimbabwe African. National uh, Union. He obviously was also around while Zimbabwe was not Zimbabwe. Oh, uh, when mm-hmm. Zimbabwe was Rhodesia. Oh, right. yes. And he actually was the first black citizen of Rhodesia to become a barrister. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So, oh, now I'm like, oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, and then he led the ZANU, ZANU, Zimbabwe African National Union, uh, mm. until he was assassinated. Right. Uh, mm. March the 18th, 1975. Okay. Right. Yeah, he was the first black citizen to become uh, a barrister. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quite an achievement because um, uh, Rhodesia especially was a very racist country. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Even the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ever so yeah. white. Ever yeah. so white. It's the one, it's that, it's that one where you, if you tell someone, it's like, oh yeah, I got a friend from Zimbabwe. And, and, if, and you're talking to somebody who goes, oh, I think you mean Rhodesia. You're like, I know who you are. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're a racist. But there was a comedian that once said to me when he was drunk, he was like, it's called Bombay. Oh, a red flag! Beep, red flag! I was a bit. I, I remember saying, I was like, "Why does that keep you up at night?" Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You just. <laughs> it's it's very much that uh, a, a more horrible version of that of that meme where it's just like, no, 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 no. So it goes to sleep, then wakes up like, no, it's Bombay. <laughs> like that. that <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so horrible. Bombay, damn it! Ugh. <laughs> it's not called Mumbai mix, is it? That's better. <laughs> Sounds better. There's alliteration. Actually, it does. There. I, Mumbai I would, mix. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hated Bombay mix. I thought it was gross. My parents used to have a lot of drunken dinner parties in the nineties, and afterwards, I could go downstairs like in the early morning. They'd mm. be like, Bleh. 
in their bed and I'd go downstairs and they were all ashtrays full of cigarette butts yes. just snacks snacks yeah. oh, in bowls yeah. left over and there was always tons of Bombay mix I'd be like oh, oh, yeah. oh you it. left the shit yeah. ones but they oh, kept why does no one it? <laughs> no one ever leaves cheese straws yeah, uh, the Bombay mix was um, it was it was it was spicy snacks for cowards, right? Because yeah. I like a spicy snack, I do. Yeah, but Bombay right. mix, no, no, that's got nah. no kick. It's just yucks, and also the texture of, of it. Yuck. The texture yeah, of it is like like chalky twigs, not keen. Yeah, what even it's fucking is it? It's I I fucking can't stand. It's it's a sort of thing where dry, like dried peas that's in it. Can you even still get it? I think can you, you can still get it. I Surely think, not. I don't, I don't think I've seen called. it since 1997. It's, oh no, that's <laughs> I think they, Tony Blair outlawed it when he out, got in. <laughs> there will be no more Bombay mix. Everything that you, every Bombay mix you're buying now is left over from the years of people not <laughs> buying it. Like it never goes off. It never goes off. It's never been sold. It's always it's like full. honey. Yeah, no one has to restock <laughs> you know, it. <laughs> you know how they like they sometimes find like there was a jar of honey buried with the pharaoh and it was still edible. Like, yeah. don't eat that. It's been with don't a dead that. guy for two thousand. Yeah, that's, that's, even if it, it never goes off, don't do it. Ooh, <laughs> don't eat it. Tomb honey. Mm. Yeah, like Homer going, you mean there's been honey in this tomb for 4,000 years? years and you didn't and no tell one me? Told me. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea that like future generations are like, what was he found mm. with? He was buried with Bombay mix. <laughs> Still crunchy. <laughs> Turns out what Bombay mix a... needs is 4,000 years. And then, so, yeah. <laughs> then it's delicious. What a crap riff. Maybe that would be like my parents. <laughs> It'd be like my parents' marriage in 4,000 years. People would be like, that was a great marriage, actually. Oh, that, it just took 4,000 years. Comedy is tragedy plus time. <laughs> <laughs> my parents' marriage plus time equals good marriage. 4,000 years. My mum's going to hear this and go, oh, stop saying things like that. <laughs> oh, stop. Enough. Susanna, oh. enough. And I'm like, my full name. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble now. How will I ever recover from this? <laughs> I always knew my mom was getting mad when she would uh, start, na- I think I've said this before, start naming her lineage. Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Which is just like. <laughs> it's so hell. dramatic. Yeah. There's, it feels what is very, it? Do it. Um, daughter of. I am daughter of Priscilla James Mwangi. You're like, oh, fuck I love yeah, that her mum was called Priscilla. It's Do you so not remember, Suze, when we were talking about, we, 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 you, we, you said, yeah, name we your grandparents, Masood's name your grandparents. Yeah. And then Masood was straight away like, well, I know my mum's mum because she used to say it. Yeah. All the time. yeah, yeah. And, and then Masood revealed his middle names and we were like, what? There's still I can't remember secrets. what it was. Archimedes. <laughs> Archimedes Tortoise Milus. <laughs> Archimedes Macmillan Milus. <laughs> oh my goodness. Susie's, uh, Susie's uh, like three seconds away from saying, it can't be racist, he's my friend. I could, uh, <laughs> it was just long dramatic Poindexter Milus. <laughs> Point, it's so mad that Poindexter was an actual last Surname. name. Yeah, for, for yeah. some people. Yeah, it's a Poindexter. <laughs> yeah, I could only ever see it as, a, as an insult specifically to Millhouse types. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, let's get yeah. to our man. Uh, I, mean, I did say that there's not really much to... Basically, uh, this is just an unsolved murder. No one knows who assassinated him. But oh, also, okay. because we're looking at geopolitics and stuff, We've sort of neglected Africa up until about now. Yes. Uh, in the okay. in the series, so um, uh, that's why I was including it. But there's not much to get through. Um, sure. Uh, so he actually, when when I say he qualified as a barrister, he was called to the bar at Gray's Inn, um, oh. which is uh, where Winston Churchill. Uh, Winston Churchill. I have heard there. of it. Holy right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he was educated uh, in Britain. Uh, well, Rhodesia was British. Oh yes, of it was. Of course, yeah. it was <clears throat> right. Uh, was he from a very rich family? Uh, I'm sure Rhodesia was British, wasn't it? I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was born in uh, what Samba village in southern Rhodesia, uh, and his family came from the Man- Manika clan of the Shona people. He was educated at uh, Saint David's Mission School, um, Saint o- Sir Bonda Saint Augustine School, uh, and then at Adams College, uh, which was in South Africa. Right. Uh, They've all got such British names. And he qualified as a teacher 
1945. He was born in 1923, so he was 22 when he qualified as a teacher. There he met right. his, uh, his wife, uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. and uh, they married 10 years later. Uh, right. He taught for a year and then he resumed studies uh, to graduate with bachelor, uh, a BA from Fort Hare University. Then he qualified as a barrister and then he was the first uh, African in southern Rhodesia to qualify as a barrister. Oh. Uh, and then in 1954 he became Rhodesia's second black lawyer. Wow. The first Amazing. black lawyer was the, the son of a king. Uh, I think he was probably from money yeah funny feelings like what do you want to be a lawyer it is done uh, by by going back to Rhodesia in 1954 uh, he then practiced as a lawyer and he defended African nationalists uh, uh, in in court Uh, so he uh, uh, he actually defended the African nationalist who founded ZANU the Zimbabwe African National Union that was founded in 1963. Now, obviously, Zimbabwe wasn't recognised as a country called Zimbabwe until much later. Yes. Um, but it, the uh, but the, the the name Zimbabwe had been around before. It wasn't just sort of yeah. Like, oh, what oh are we yeah, call? yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. they basically got to re uh, get all their country's names back <laughs> when Man, the British so... finally fucked the fuck off, and mm. it wasn't even that long ago. I mean, we're in the seventies at this point. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I I've listened to a thing about. Um, the history of clothes and like there's mm. this thing of like you just forget just how all of that i mean even like the slave labor stuff where you're like oh well that has been perpetuated by the the clothing industry and oh jesus and it's not even that long yeah. ago and you're like no oh. and like things like this where it's like oh yeah a country just comes in and goes right uh borders are here here and here we're calling that rhodesia and everyone's like um mm. i don't think you can do that actually we can't you can't just put a border there because we hate mm. those people it's like, too bad live with them um yeah right that's what we're doing you're like oh shit it's like all right we're off oh. now have fun enjoy yourselves <laughs> yeah i can i can honestly say and i speak from experience white supremacy is a hell of a drug it's a, it's a hell of a drug. Sue's got hooked on it real bad. Oh, I real am bad. addicted. Roll, roll bad. Oh, yes. it's a, she, uh, she had to go cold turkey. It's a, yeah, I'm just waiting for my next fix. It's just something about being at a rally and just shouting white power. That is I just so intoxicating. It. It's just so and like sometimes you go, you go like, oh, everything's gone wrong. But at least I'm white. White. It's that thing. That's that is white supremacy, basically, isn't it? It's yeah, all the Trump so voters and loads of Tory voters. Like could that. be worse. I could be. But I am white. best because I'm white. You're like, oh shit! You really think that? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that Kate Middleton wore her white power suit? Oh my oh, god! What no. the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was the reporting on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She just wore a white suit, suit obviously. But... Uh, but yeah, it was Vogue. They were like, where, where was? She? Where were they? Um, they were meeting. William and Kate were meeting with. Who was it? I don't know, but wasn't it to see their portrait? Yes, but they were meeting, and it was, oh God, but they weren't in UK, were they? I, I don't know. Let me and, find and this, because it was meant I guess, to. like, I, I, I know exactly what you mean, but in my head I was like, hang on a second. So, like, I saw it written down in my head, and it was like, white brackets, power suit. That's what it that's what even it is. A pa- it not, wasn't not, even a, not, a, not a suit oh, here we that go. says British white Vogue power on it. Has been, oh, they were, meeting, they were meeting someone on Windrush Day, and the, po- the was portrait it. was being revealed yeah. on Windrush oh, Day Jesus. as a monument to the... And, and it was being unveiled as a monument to the Windrush generation. Their painting wasn't. But yeah, it was like, Kate Middleton revisits her favourite white power suit on the day the royal unveiled a monument. So they were unveiling the monument. Their portrait was another thing. But yeah, that's really funny. Uh, And British Vogue, people were like, not now, British Vogue. Yeah, don't... Don't call it her white power suit. A white power suit. Just call it a power suit. Just call it a power suit that happens to be white. Just say a white suit. (laughs) A favourite suit, yeah. Yeah, her favourite white power suit. I, I mean, like... I really, I really not keen on uh, William and Kate, but I really did like that suit. <laughs> so what's that say about me? Uh, so you are a white supremacist and can't get enough of it. Yeah. I love it. Mm. So our our man is the second. Uh, he's, made like, he's, he's made, made waves. Like he's made strides. Yeah. Um, 
So then he uh, yeah, was uh, defending African nationalists in court, uh, including um, the guy who founded the uh, Zimbabwe African People's Union, ZAPU. Ah. Right. Uh, so he defended the founder of ZAMU, the and Zimbabwe ZAPU. African National Union, of which he was the, a, the a Scientology part. guy. Uh, <laughs> and then he also defended uh, uh, Joshua Nkomo, the founder of ZAPU, the Zimbabwe African People's Union. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then he was also uh, appointed in 1961 uh, to the Board of Governors of Bernard Mazeki College, uh, which was an independent boarding school for boys situated in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was appointed to the Board of Governors along with Sir W.C.R. Honey and Sir Robert Treadgold. Those are very British names. They're the, yes. I, I feel that they're very Dem fat. Them guys white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very <laughs> fat as well. And the type of people who are like that fanning guy in the Simpsons episode is like, oh, it's too hot today. They're, they're, those two yeah. in Rhodesia like, oh, it's very hot here. Uh, especially Sir Honey. I feel like he sweats actual honey. Uh, <laughs> So, um, what what's quite interesting is is that he had made such headway and he had made such um, strides that when it came to basically he didn't he wasn't openly an official of the nationalist movement, and the regime in Rhodesia also feared him and his reputation because he was too internationally well known to be locked up. So the Southern Rhodesian government didn't detain him at any point. Oh, okay. Mm. Even though he was involved in the nationalist movement. Right. Mm-hmm. The following year, 1962, ZAPU, the, um, the, the, the People's Union, uh, was banned uh, because of militarism. And uh, Herbert, uh, our guy, was persuaded to go into voluntary exile to escape detention. Mm. Then he became the first African director of public prosecutions for uh, Tanganyika. Have I said that right? Tanganyika? Tan- Tanganyika. It was a sovereign state, basically, composing, okay. the, composing the mainland part of Tanzania of what is now Tanzania. I've heard someone pronounce that Tanzania once, and I was like, that's... Tanzania! Some people say Tanz- Tanzania. Cause yeah. Like Armand Tanzarian. <laughs> <laughs> Tanzania. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was the first uh, African director of uh, public prosecutions there. And then there were two different factions of uh, Zapu, uh, and they split apart in July 1963. Let me guess, one was violent and the other one was not? Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, jo- Joshua Nkomo, who was the founder of it, he, or his supporters, founded the uh, PCC ZAPU, and then that was eventually just called ZAPU again. They yeah. favoured a more militaristic approach. And then there was the more moderate faction, which uh, Herbert sided with. Yes. And that became ZANU. He was elected chairman of ZANU. Okay. Uh, and then he held that post until... December 1974, when the Lusaka Accord was signed. Do you know what that is? No. No. That was signed in Zambia on that day, September the 7th, 1974, between the Front for the Liberation of Mozambique and the Portuguese government that had been installed by the Carnation Revolution in Lisbon. The the agreement meant that uh, Portugal formally recognised the right for Mozambique to have independence. Oh, right. Okay. And then the agreement established the independence would be uh, proclaimed after transition period when administration of the country would then be shared between two parties. And Mozambique became independent on the 25th of June 1975. Huh. Right. I feel like at this point in the 20th century, it was just starting. I mean, like, I think hadn't Britain given back some A lot countries? Of, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> it was very much like the 20th century where it was like, oh, shit, these aren't ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, right. And Looks even like then, a, some of yeah. it was begrudgingly. It wasn't like, not all the time did they go, yep, yeah, hold our hands up, these aren't our countries, you have them back, sorry. Yeah, they're just like, oh, do we have to? Oh, fine, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just from an optics perspective, guys, it doesn't look good. Yeah, optics, 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 fine, we'll give them back. <laughs> uh, all right then, fine. God, this wouldn't happen if we had a king. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Both factions, after they'd split, were banned and the leaders were, were all arrested. Both chose to leave the country and reorganise and form armies from outside Rhodesian borders. So ZAPU based itself uh, in the West and Zambia, and they allied with the Soviet Union. Oh. And organised like a, what's the word, like a front line of um, uh, highly trained soldiers. This feels Whereas, like a sort of semi-popular 70s to 80s things where countries were just siding with the Soviet Union. I know we'll hit Afghanistan well, and the Soviet Union yeah, later. But it's like kind if, of... 
Yeah, like, it was very trendy. It was very hot at the time. Well, I think like the way the Cold War was fought so sort of like clandestinely and secretly. Yeah. That in the West, I guess, or we would have, we we only get like who it was East versus West and us against them. Yeah. And then like who allied themselves with the Soviet Union it doesn't really get spoken about an awful lot. No. And it was a lot of people. <laughs> it was, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's mad. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And like Zanu, like I said, moved to Tanzania. Tanzanian? And, uh, ta- Tanzanian devil. And then, <laughs> uh, and then to Mozambique. Um, and they set up Zanla, which was the Zimbabwe African National Liberation Army. And they were more focused on mobilizing masses in the countryside. Chitepo resigned in 1966 as the director of public prosecutions. He moved to Zambia to concentrate on the armed struggle. Hmm. Um and then he toured world capitals, canvassing support for ZANU and for the enforcement of total economic sanctions against Rhodesia. Okay. And because he was such a friendly guy, it was very effective. Uh, and yeah. he earned a lot of international recognition and respect for ZANU. He sounds like an all-round top lad. Uh... Yeah, but because, again, he was making headway and he was making strides. Yeah. You make the wrong, piss the wrong people off. Yeah. wanted him out of the way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so they cut off his hands and they shoved him in a ditch. <laughs> and yeah. like, why are his hands missing? Uh, uh, in March 1975, in Zambia, uh, mm. he was killed when a car bomb placed in his Volkswagen Beetle the night before exploded. Oh, man. One of his bodyguards called Silas, uh, they, he, and, he and Silas were killed instantly, and then another bodyguard called Sadat was injured. The explosion was so dramatic, actually, that it sent part of the car onto the roof of his house and uprooted a tree next door. Jesus. Bloody hell. That yeah. feels like um, overdoing it. Yeah. Well, so much so that actually hours later, one of his next door neighbours died of injuries sustained in the explosion. So. Bloody yeah. hell. That's like, that's like when they were like, hey, I wonder um, how much LSD it would take to kill a man. Let's give loads of LSD to an elephant and see if it dies. And the elephant died. And they Don't were like, like, yeah, that'll be enough. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, you, if you could kill an elephant with that much LSD, you probably need way less for a man. For a man, Why yeah. are we trying to kill people with LSD? LSD, yeah. <laughs> Let's, maybe we'll back that off a bit. How much? We'll take one tab off of that yeah. dose. And that <laughs> that elephant man. It died <laughs> crazy, man. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrifying... There are two things that terrify me about... Uh, firstly, about that concept. Like, firstly, that's a lot of LSD. That would be a terrifying yeah. death. And secondly, it would be akin to, and I don't know if you remember this, remember when they were like, hey, what would happen if we transferred a, a somebody's head onto someone else's body? And oh, they, yeah, because they, they're, they're trying to like do head transplants. Head transplants. Yeah. I remember having a real debate about this with somebody. And they were like, oh, it's a head transplant, somebody else's head on somebody else's body. Yeah. And I remember arguing semantics because I was being a dick. And I was like, technically, that's a body transplant, right? Because yeah, it the, is, the, actually. The head, yeah. the head is the in the same place. The as head the is body. you. That's you. The, the head, head is, is you. you. Yeah. And you'll be yeah. put onto a different body. And they were like, no, 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 it's you with a different head. And I'm like, that would not be possible. Yeah, no, that's and, not. And exactly, yeah. like, they call it a kidney transplant. Yeah. Because you they don't. don't go like, and now yeah. a head transplant. It's your head with someone else's kidney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, it's a body transplant. It's a body transplant. Uh, they did it with a monkey, and the monkey like lasted like two minutes and then died. And apparently, they were like, I think it might have gone insane. And I'm like, I can't imagine any worse hell than <laughs> you ha- because your body rejects it on a level and scale that we can't even fathom. <laughs> you have like, to take anti-rejection stuff to stop you rejecting, as I said, like a kidney. So an, yeah, yeah, imagine you got a whole new body. Your body. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? Oh, like the monkey died. <laughs> You'd be like, all of a sudden, you're 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 seven inches taller. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like, huh? These aren't my hands. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've, um, they've What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> they've been uh, they've been trying to do this for a while. I mean, I actually do see the logic in it because, like. If someone has been um, like paralyzed completely or paralyzed, or they're in, there's something like you know, if your body is degenerating, um, oh, a muscle thing, it, yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, I can see why they, but it, but it must be decades into the future they're going to be able to do shit like this. It, it still feels very science fictiony. Like it's it's the kind of thing where I'd be like, why don't we just put the brain of uh, what was it in Futurama? I was like, well, everyone's all for science, but once you p- try to put the brain of Hitler into a great white shark, ooh, suddenly you've gone too far. It feels like <laughs> that kind of level of yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like fascinated to see what gets done in our lifetime though. Because 
when you think and about it, we're, hopefully we're going to be around for a long time. And also, technology, um, technology, sort of like it doesn't just advance; it advances quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. It's Moore's law, isn't it? It's every eighteen months, everything gets smaller and faster. So it's like it just because yeah. when you think about like the strides that got made when, like, when we were kids and how big and noisy and lumbering and slow computers were compared yeah. to now. Yeah. Now, what, like, you know, you, you, like, smartwatches, that was, like, spy stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it superseded even what spy stuff was in Was in the films. 80s, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So, like... Yeah, I, but I, I also think about, I mean, this is in my show this year, but, like, I always talk about how my video game journey started in 1990 and ended in 2000. I didn't play new games after 2000. Yeah. And the the amount video games um, progressed in 10 years yeah. blows my mind. It didn't oh, yeah. then. It's like you're left behind. I look at it now, bit. I'm like, yeah, it's so I, weird. I mean, like, Alex Kidd in Miracle World is 1986. 10 yeah. years later, we have Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like, what that's the... Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Well, and, and Mario 64. Like, yeah. that's nuts, I, um, man. We've spoken about this on the podcast before because we said it's like you can play the cutscenes now. Because when yes. video yeah. games used to be like, you'd have like a cutscene that was like, wow, the graphics are so much better than in the actual game. Yeah. Whereas now it's yeah. all seamless and the cutscenes yeah. are the same as the gameplay. And when oh, I played Red Dead 2, because I, like, I'm like Suze, I kind of like stopped playing video games in about 2000 and then started again when we got our Xbox. And I was like, oh my I God. See. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you fucking what? I always imagine they'll be too hard. I, I think just, I just kept saying like, that over uh, and over again. You fucking what? You fucking what? You fucking are you kidding me? But I like people have. I've said this to people. I'm like, well, it's been too long since I've played a new game, so it'd yeah. just be too too hard. And they were like, no, if anything, they're easier. Now. Yeah, so much easier because the games now. are so much bigger that yeah. you. That's how you get more gameplay because the games are huge. Whereas like Atari games can be fucking impossible because oh, they want you to have a learning curve. Like, um, yeah. There's a. I'm playing a game currently called Disco Elysium, and uh, there's a bit in it where there's actually a strike. Uh, there's a union strike. These uh, lorry drivers are on strike, and ah. I ended up talking to a racist, and I was just <laughs> like, and it's fucking mad. I'm like, and I and I fucking hate this guy because he's such a piece of shit. So <laughs> you're a detective, and you have a Chinese. I think it's like a Chinese French partner. The world mm-hmm. is set in a sort of this very strange alternate future where it's like sort of Franco-Russian. Cool. Alternate future. It's really, it's incredible. It's incredibly written. It's really funny. And um, I'm there with my French Chinese partner. And he, the lorry driver, just hates French Chinese people. Right. And he's like, and he's like, he's super racist. I'm just like, fuck this fucking guy. I fucking hate this guy. (laughs) And I'm like, like, this game has got a racist in it. it, It's so real. It's so good. Uh, I am looking forward to listening back to that because even though I'm Stone Cold Sober, I have no idea how we ended up talking about that. Oh yeah, I'd love to do the jump. <laughs> I forgot how we got there. I, don't, I have no idea. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So yeah, the, oh, the car bomb exploded. It oh, went, yes. Like, yeah, so um, at the time, uh, ZANU, the, uh, the organization, blamed the Rhodesian security forces. Um, oh. Now, we do not know who planted the car bomb. It's technically an unsolved murder. However, mm-hmm. some things have come to light, maybe, including some names as well. So we have suspects. Oh. Uh, yes, so the Rhodesian security forces, ZANU named them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people blamed... Zanu infighting. 
So the Zambian president, he commissioned an inquiry into Herbert's death. And then documents mm. released in 2001 blamed infighting in ZANU. Um, but uh, there are other people who have named other things. So some, uh, uh, so there's Lieutenant Colonel Ronald, Ronald Reed Daly, and he mm. was a Rhodesian military officer. And he founded and commanded something called the, uh, um, the Celos Scouts uh, Special Forces that fought during the Rhodesian Bush War. And in a book he wrote, which was like his... Memoirs, I guess? I uh, guess, yeah. Um, he uh, clearly states that it was the Rhodesian Central Intelligence Organisation under the leadership of their director general, who was called Ken Flower. <laughs> I like the I like Ken Flower. I it's so funny this and this is probably going to sound like not a racist thing, but it's like we I guess I always sort of forget. It's like oh yeah, other countries do have secret services and secret forces and things like that. And it's like yeah, that's totally we're so like or at least I'm so indoctrinated by the idea of like the CIA, even though the CIA are a bunch of wimps um, <laughs> and you know all of that stuff. And it's like oh yeah, they're probably more badass. <laughs> their their um, secret services that. Um, Ken Flower was born in Cornwall, ah. but in the war he served in British Somaliland and Ethiopia, um, yeah. and then after after the war he went to Rhodesia, and then he rose up the hierarchy there. He and he he studied the Mau Mau insurgency in the nineteen fifties, which was in Kenya. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, and he, oh, uh, is that applied, the, is what's the that? one I heard about recently where it's like. Uh... There was a woman who was, uh, I think it was, it turned up on Twitter where there was like a woman who basically fought back against some British soldiers who like basically came into her, her house and like killed her family. What, and, like, the memo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, although I might be getting that wrong. I might be con- conflating that with something else. But like, I feel like th- that, it basically just raised a little flag. I'm like, do I know about this? Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he uh, used knowledge of, that he gained from studying the Memo uprising uh, yeah. in disturbances in British, uh, basically other uprisings and how to deal with it. <laughs> basically. Oh, I see. Around. Okay. This is Fla- this is our man Flower, Ken Flower. Yeah, Ken Flower. Actually, really, in 1980, when Mugabe became the first prime minister of Zimbabwe, he mm. kept Flower on. Oh shit! He's like, hey, here's okay. a guy who can, here's a man who can get shit done. Yeah. So he kept Flower on as CIO boss in a predominantly black administration. Yeah. There, there was Ken Flower. Oh. So Mugabe yeah. kept him on. Yeah. Uh, right. Mainly because Flower always kind because, of like... Because at parties, he'd be hilarious. He'd get dancing and they'd love it. They'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like uh, Ken, Ken, do a dance for us. Okay. Oh, hey, oh, look at him go. He thinks he's one of us. He's so funny. Hey, keep um, going, Ken. We love you. What an idiot. Hey, hey. <laughs> There was, there's literally, that's like most of my growing up is like, there was a white dude, there was a friend of ours um, oh. who had a white husband and like he would do the, like all the black people would be like, hey, go Richard, go, go. And they're like, this Would they do the same to your dad? <laughs> huh? Would they do the same to your dad? They, oh no, my dad never came to these parties. Oh, it was right. this guy He's Richard. He's Peter Gallagher. Like, he was all filming sex, lies and videotape. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there. He wasn't there. <laughs> What was he doing? <laughs> uh, what was he doing? Come on, Richard, go, go, go! Uh, look at the white boy dance. Oh, uh, so our uh, our man Ken Flower. So he stayed on as part of Mugabe's in his regime. Jeez. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, did. Yeah. And some people say that it was the CIO under his under Ken's leadership leadership guess, that yeah. that assassinated Herbert. There is another. Yeah. Uh, guy, there's the uh, an author, a Rhodesian author, but um, I, I, it's weird to describe somebody as Rhodesian. Yeah, um, I guess it's in like he was an author at the time. It was Rhodesia. Maybe. Well, we should yeah. Say that. So, and also, it was it was it was known as uh, uh, the Republic of Rhodesia from '65 to '79, which was, I guess, when this guy maybe did most of his work. Oh, okay. Um, it's something horrible about saying right. Rhodesia as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know. It, as it just, possible, it just but... feels like it's like you say Rhodesia and you get images of Prince Philip with his hands behind his back going, doo, 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 walking yes. around, <laughs> surveilling a savannah. But also, equally, if I was to say Zimbabwean, I don't think I could describe this guy as Zimbabwean either. Oh, you know gotcha. I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. So yeah. Because, yeah, so, uh, he's called Peter Stiff. Hey, hello, hello. <laughs> he, uh, he says that a former soldier of the British SAS 
was responsible for the uh, uh, the assassination. And he even goes so far as to name this guy called mm-hmm. Hugh Hind. Hugh Hind. Mm. Huge behind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody just keeps writing B-E on all of his stuff. Like on his <laughs> hey, leave you alone. <laughs> Cut it out, you boys. Well, no, actually, I guess like, maybe he was such a good operative in the SAS that yeah. it was kind of an aspirational diktat to say to... Uh, trainees behind behind what are you people laughing at come on God, come on. <laughs> um he he died two years later in 1977 under um, mysterious circumstances or regular circumstances he served with the I'm sas during the 60s uh yeah. he was awarded the queen's commendation for brave conduct because he rescued a young child from the river Wye in Heracles. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, that's good. It, it yeah, flooded it with heavy good. rains. He jumped into the water. He revived the rescued child with mouth-to-mouth ah. resuscitation. Ah. So he saved a life. He then emigrated to what was Rhodesia, and uh, he worked with another CIO um, operative known as Taffy Bryce. <laughs> I wonder where he was from. <laughs> uh, right. They, uh, they performed a series of raids in Zambia against um, both ZANU and ZAPU during the Rhodesian Bush War. And then yeah. Taffy and Hind were assisted in Zambia by a white Zambian farmer called Ian Robert Bruce Sutherland. Wow. It feels like Hi. all of the British names ever into one Yeah, person. I know, yeah. Yeah, so um, Hind and Bryce were allegedly the ones that placed the car bomb in the VW Beetle. It, um, it's strange because I feel like, w- the, the, is there another person? I didn't want to interrupt. Is there, if there's another, because uh, I was going to say so far, it feels like for the amount of explosive in this car bomb versus the people that we're, we've got on this list, who all seem like fairly competent professionals to some degree. Uh, with, I mean, I'm talking specifically about the SAS guys. I'm like, eh, part of it does feel like a, not a botched job, but a rushed job. So it's like I feel like they maybe were part of it so far. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pulling up a theory before we even have a chance to <laughs> to talk about it. Oh, we are very much very much almost done. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So like the um, the three suspects are uh, infighting within Zanu. Yes. Um, I guess maybe it's not mentioned, but if Zapu was an offshoot of what Zanu was, and they broke mm. into these two factions, maybe Zapu didn't think that Zanu were as militant as they should be. Yeah. Um, Decided to make a martyr out of Chitepo, who was very mind quite well known and liked, and yes. a reasonable face of the movement. Yeah. Um, and he made Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> and he insisted on bringing him to every meeting, and he would have oh. Pinocchio talk, and everyone's like, oh, Jesus. Pinocchio was annoying. No one's talking about this. <laughs> Either the infighting, or the rival, or the other faction, rival. or the yeah. CIO, the CIO, with but the then hand the CIO the under the SAS. umbrella specifically yeah. Hind and Bryce. Yeah. So uh, Hind, by the way, he when he died, he died in a motor vehicle collision. Oh. Hmm. Uh, he was transporting weapons. The vehicle skidded and left the road. And Ian Robert Bruce Sutherland was also in the car, but he survived. Uh, and then Zambian police raided Sutherland's farm the following year, and he was uh, tried and convicted of illegally possessing offensive material and sentenced to four years imprisonment. Doesn't say what that material. Was. I'm I'm not I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not surprised that he was hiding <laughs> sensitive but like insensitive material. The only name the only name given in any of this is Hugh Hind and mm. Taffy Bryce. But technically, no one knows who placed the bomb. It could have been anyone. I feel like Ian mm. Sutherland, blah, 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 is, it just feels fishy. I don't like him. Uh, but I, this is, this is one of those ones where I'm like, I think it feels more like the first two, possibly the infighting, but I think I'm leaning more towards the middle one where it's like, uh, it's the other faction who were like, yeah, let's just, let's make a more art. I mean, there's plenty of motive to assassinate him. He was, he was doing too well. So yes. Ri- yeah. Rivals and enemies would want him out of the way. Mm. Um, but equally, it just feels a bit too like cack handed yeah, or but like. But the other thing as well is that he has he, he has he did make such headway and mm. was being quite reasonable about it that um, any rivals that wanted the fight to step up a bit could have been like, well, get rid of him. That'll hurt the enemy's cause, but equally, it will also make his supporters as militant as we are. So yes, yeah. I don't know. 
it just feels that, oh, not beneath the the CIO, but just definitely not yeah. as. I don't know why I've I've held these two SAS guys to such high standards. I have no idea, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason I'm like, nah, it just doesn't seem like their style, at least from what I've been sold is what the SAS are. And we all know they're super army soldiers. So that's <laughs> super <laughs> army <laughs> soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's sort of my thing. I, th- I think because like also when we talked about, I've forgotten their name, but when we were talking about the, um, it was basically those KKK boys who assassinated the people in their car. Oh yeah, Viola. Yeah, Viola, that's right. It felt, you know, that was very much like a kind of, yeah, have hazard. Just like do it, get it done. Even though he was one of them was a CIA informant, wasn't it? Yes, I seem to remember yes. if yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. correctly. Um, FBI, FBI. Sorry, not CIA. FBI. Yeah, CIA is uh, overseas. FBI is in house. That's it's how I remember it. Yeah. It feels. Yeah, I, I just feel like it feels a little fast and loose. It feels like they just only because of the evidence of the bomb. Because they're like, it was so much explosives. Part of the car landed on the roof and killed a guy next door. <laughs> like that's right. That smells very much of people being. Unless like, that guy next door was the intended target, but we have no idea what he does. Well, <laughs> he, and he did like, die. Yes, he did die. It feels like the elephant LSD thing, where they're just like, ah, more dynamite, more, 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 more. <laughs> yeah, and more spelt M O A R exclamation point <laughs> more, in capitals. More, more. <laughs> Um, hmm. Yeah, and so that to me alone sort of screams like, let's just fucking kill him <laughs> without any. But then, yeah, like you said, it 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 benefits everybody in which yeah his death benefits you know their their thing. Yeah, what about I don't know. Hmm. What about you guys? What do you think? I'd see. I'd probably suggest it was the because bearing in mind that name only comes from this author, and what the fuck would the author know? Mm. Gotcha. So I think maybe probably actually was the CIO. And those names right. we can disregard because I don't know where the guy got them from. Yeah. But I do think that the most likely candidate as like a body to assassinate him isn't mm. necessarily the rival faction, but it is the Rhodesian administration. Oh, okay. Right. So Yeah. 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 Not necessarily those guys, because yeah, yeah. it does feel like he picked names out of the fucking ether. And he's like, these two, because they're white, probably. Uh, that right. yeah, Or whatever. Yeah. It's it's what. Like, hey, we'll probably never know. But the yeah. actual, the actual um, truth will be. It won't be like they. Mu- it was a mastermind. No, you no. know what I mean. Yeah, it, yeah like yeah. it was a, it was messy shit, and there were people going ah, and yeah. killing a guy. And car bomb is um, is like definitely a tool of, oh shit, get it done. Yeah, like hello um, casino. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking about that opening scene again. Uh. And, then I, and, then, and now I'm thinking about my mum as uh, <laughs> Ace Rothstein. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's that's Herbert Chitepo. Wow. Okay. I'm glad we've also uh, dipped our toe into uh, Africa as well. I feel like there's yeah. A lot of, years ago, I read Hearts of Darkness, which is what it's like mm. based off of the Congo War, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. wow, this actually happened, and I feel like. Not no one knows about it, but I'm like, oh yeah. And then I, yeah, yeah. it's funny that they, these sort of things kind of just fade into, boop, 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 and everyone goes, right. There's a lot of bad shit that happened around the world that we, we've all. I mean, African history is another blind spot in the uh, Great British school curriculum. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, like, I heard, I learned hardly anything about. Yeah, anything same. About any of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned about apartheid from oh. Timmy Mallet. Yeah, oh, shit. he did a section on apartheid in like 1990 on his show, which I do remember because he did quite a lot of shows from South Africa, but yeah. explaining it for the kids. And I recently, in the last Is couple Timmy of years, Mallet the guy with the glasses. It. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, yeah, Mallet's Mallet. And you'd think like, and someone shared it. They're like, here's Timmy Mallet explaining apartheid, and I clicked on it, expect it, and I was like, I vaguely remember this, and I remember Whoa. all this happening. But I, and I bet this is the most embarrassing thing I'll ever see. And then you've got like Timmy Mallet perfectly explains. Wow. In, in a way that I've never seen adults do to adults, like why apartheid happened and why it was bad and why it doesn't, why they're you know stopped it now in yeah. south africa and i was like fuck man this guy was good <laughs> yeah that's incredible yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah 
Good it's fucking man. mad. I wish I sort of want to combine all of those things together, like get a bunch of people to to yeah, like very clearly explain in that kind of uh, when you come across a chef's video that doesn't flounder around and they're like, yeah. this is how you do this. Boom, 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 boom. It's like, oh, yeah, I just want someone to just go. Here are the facts. This is what happened. Yeah, it was. Bad. I saw an amazing YouTube video where a guy was like, "Why do it was like why do vegetables always taste better in a restaurant than they do at home?" And he was like, "Let me explain." And he just shows you how they cook vegetables in a restaurant. He's like, there you go, salt. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Salt, loads of oil. That's why yeah. they taste amazing. And here's how you cook them without them just getting oily and logged in oil. Yeah. Why I salt my cutting board instead of my steak. Yes. Right, and right. That kind of thing. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. As we said before, you can find us on all of the... Uh, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Misty on the Rocks. You can watch us talking. You can see our faces and our yeah. voices coming out of those faces. Uh, at there, you can subscribe to all the lovely tiers there. Uh, tier one, you get yourself some uh, episodes before all the plebs and videos. Tier two is early episodes, videos, recipes. Outtakes. Uh, outtakes. Minisodes. Anything else that we kind of put up. And then the top tier is free tickets and... Um, and merch. merch. T-shirt, uh, mug, hoodie, poster. And and many more. And we just have those four things spinning. We just haven't decided yet <laughs> what the next um, one will be. But there, is, there will be something. You can join us on our uh, lovely socials at Mr. on the Rock, spell R-O-X. That's both for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us there. And uh, you can email us at mysteryontherocks at gmail.com, spelt R-O-C-K-S, and be like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I'm learning a lot. And we'll be like, Really? Um, <laughs> what about what about thank you but also we are not teachers um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening everybody <gasps> bye, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.